All right, welcome to the first of its kind, world-changing manufacturers network. Lisa Ryan has her ears to the ground and her heart in the game. Get ongoing education and new connections right here with Lisa and the manufacturers network. Buckle your seat, listen, and spread the word. Here's Lisa. Hey, it's Lisa Ryan of the Manufacturers Network podcast. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest, Eric Schwarzenbach. Eric is president of Rollomatic, which is a manufacturer of CNC cutting tool grinding machines. He's been there for 24 years. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lisa, and thank you for giving me this opportunity. I'm excited to be on your show to talk about the uh, time that we've gone through now in COVID and what the future holds for us during uh, COVID time. So share with us a little bit about your background. I know you've been with Rollomatic for 24 years now, but what got you to where you're at? Well, at, at the time I was living in Switzerland and was given the opportunity to move to the U.S. and take over the subsidiary of Rollomatic here in Mandalay, Illinois. Uh, in 1997, I was green in terms of what America was and, and uh, the culture here, uh, but I was uh, highly excited to come here. I was originally born in Switzerland. I moved to England when I was 19 years old. My uh, mother tongue is uh, German, so I had to learn my English in England. And of course, coming to the U.S. with English, with British English was even more difficult because I I asked people what, you know, what their surname was, and they said, what? <laughs> and many other things, too. I was always in this industry of uh, tool grinding machines since I left Switzerland, and I worked in England for 14 years, then I moved to Denmark to work there for uh, five years, and I traveled in, uh, in Europe at the time, and then I worked in Switzerland for another company for two and a half years, until I really uh, was very fortunate to find Rollomatic and to get the position here in uh, in the U.S. Great. That's so funny that you talk about the American English versus British English, because we in this country think that we're speaking English, but I guess not so much. So <laughs> <laughs> this has been an interesting past year with COVID, with the pandemic. So share with us some of the things that have come up that are working as a result of maybe the changes that you've had to make or just how you've gotten through the last year? The COVID situation opened up a number of opportunities for us, which were really, really beneficial for the, for the company in the U.S. And we didn't really see that initially. Of course, when, when we went into the pandemic, we all were scared and business around us collapsed, and but it opened up opportunities. The, the most significant one is that um, we had already made plans to uh, install a COO, Chief Operating Officer here in Mandalay, who would work along with me. We actually installed him on uh, April 6th, a week after the, the country was closed down, basically. And travel, travel came to a, a grinding halt. And I started working from home for two months, and he was on his own here running the company, which was very good for him to learn. Of course, I supported him. We were able to implement measures in the company where we separated tasks and duties, where we improved the, the working processes that, we, that were in place, or perhaps were not even in place, but we were able to put certain procedures in place, it became very beneficial. I returned to work again in May, back to the office and 
the fact that we didn't travel, we couldn't travel with customers, the fact that we didn't have any shows, any trade shows going on, we, we didn't have to prepare for them or execute them, gave us so much time to focus on our teams here and to educate our teams and train our teams and to separate the teams and, and, uh, and install different leadership to the teams. And this is particular in uh, applications and in, in service. What would be an example of one of the procedures that you changed that, that really resonated with your staff there? The organizing of the applications and service team. Prior to that, we had, we had one, one person doing the entire two teams. We split that and we went back to whiteboards on the wall with magnets and dry erasers and so forth. We went back to basics, basically to organize and to schedule and to be able to, uh, to, tr to track and follow the, the process of, of doing test grinding for our customers. We improve the speed of it uh, and the quality of it and also the readiness to give feedback to our sales team as we went along the, the, the tests. So huge improvement. And how did your sales team deal with not being able to go to trade shows and to go and see their customers? What did they do to keep those relationships going? They, of course, worked from their home office. They were able, because they didn't travel, they were able to make more phone calls than ever. They kept in touch with the video conferencing, of course, email too, but, but essentially the phone calls really made a big difference. The fact that we had our test grinding processes ready for customers to, 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 uh, to either come in or to send in their, um, their material and we would, we would grind them enabled the, the team or encouraged the team to just go out and, and gather a lot more than they used to do before. And was there anything else that, uh, any other processes or procedures that that also made a difference that maybe you weren't doing before COVID and now will be an integral part of your business going forward? On, on my side, on my management side with the sales team, I hold a weekly sales meeting on a Monday morning and I hold individual pipeline meetings on a Friday every week with each sales manager, which I never did before because I was traveling myself uh, so much that there was just no time. And um, I mean, we did keep in touch before, but, but now we have this structure in place where we, every Friday they know they have to report their, pipe, their pipeline and we discuss it and we talk about it and then we see what we can do to encourage that particular customer to come down the pipeline and, uh, and eventually uh, uh, pull the trigger on the purchase order. That was not the case before. So we, communication just uh, improved so much to a very beneficial level. Well, and it sounds like it gave you a really nice opportunity to get to know the people who work for you and share feedback so that they feel that they're being heard. And having that connection with the president of the company was probably really big for them as far as their engagement levels. And it sounds like also their productivity levels because of this. This is absolutely true. We gained uh, about three times more new accounts last year than the, than the year before, which is tremendous in a bad year. I mean, the sales were still bad, 
but just in terms of new accounts, I mean, it was an incredible year for us. Much is due to our to the changes we made in the company here, uh, and a little bit is also due to the fact that our customers too were kind of housebound or company bound, and had more time on their hands, and maybe they had less business activities, but they had more time to think what the future could bring and to uh, engage with us and and eventually uh, place the purchase order even in the COVID year. That sounds like really good news. And going forward, I'm sure that those, the new customers that you have, I'm sure that their business will also increase once we're through all this craziness that we're going through right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some of the things that are still keeping you up at night? The order intake for uh, machines is still uh, hop, set, and jump. You know, it's still up and down. It's, it's still cyclical. And that's, that's not, has not really been the case before. Before you, 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 you had an up and down, but it was like a wave. Maybe the spring was good and uh, fall was not so good or vice versa or summer was slow or, but now it's one month it's really high and the other month it's really low. We don't really see us that far into the future as we used to before. Mm. That's, uh, that's still a worry for me. And of course, the other worry is the political situation with the new government. Uh, we hope that they turn out to be at least a, a somewhat business friendly compared to the previous one. Not so much because of how we operate our business or, or how much taxes we pay. That's not really what I'm talking about. It's more our customers, you know, the managers and the, uh, the business owners. And they feel far more confident in the economy when, uh, and they feel there is some support, uh, from the government there. And that is always translated into more orders for us. So whether we pay a, f- a few percent more in taxes, that's not really a, a, a big, a big deal for us. There is more customers um, uh, thinking and their, their, percep- their perception of the, the economy. And when it comes to networking with other manufacturing leaders, what would be something that you may want to learn from your other colleagues in manufacturing? And what would be some of the areas <laughs> of your expertise that you would be willing to share? Number one is uh, benchmarking. Uh, we are a little bit in a, in a CNC machine tool industry is, uh, is different from manufacturing. We pay, we pay our salaries differently. We have different benefits to what the uh, a regular manufacturing company would have. And, and being foreign, a foreign company, anyhow, we, uh, we often compare with Europe and which is not really very good because of the two different economies, two different countries, two different mentalities. So if I could benchmark with another machine tool company and compare salaries, compare benefits, compare working conditions, that would be wonderful. And in return, I would, of course, show our system too and what we pay and what we give to our, to our employees. So benchmarking is, a, is the biggest thing that I would love to share. Otherwise, what I, what I would share is our good experience with uh, changing our payroll provider a few years ago, for example, we switched to ADP, and then we switched our benefits over, and then we switched our health insurance over to them too, and then we switched some of the insurance. So I would 
I would love to talk about that and, and tell them what uh, how it helped us. I would almost say tremendously. So, if there was one tip that you could give the people listening to this podcast, as far as your one of the strategies that you use to to get through and to look forward to the future, what would that be? Never lose hope. Really dig deep for the opportunities that uh, COVID presented to us, and I think one of the biggest opportunity was time. It's given us time to to sort things out and to figure things out, and time to look into the future. And as a as a machine tool builder, I would say a time to find new technologies and and improve the machine processes and also the way the machines are assembled. Just utilize all the time that is at hand for these opportunities. Number two is train your people. Business is slow. Don't lay them off. Don't furlough them. Don't cut their salary, but train them. Pay and pay the money to, to do that and, and, and pay them for the time that they're being trained. Well, that is a great that that's a great way to end our session together. Eric, I really appreciate you being on with me and sharing your insight and what is going on over Rolomatic. Thanks for being Thank here. I'm Lisa Ryan, and this is the Manufacturers Network Podcast. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Hey, do me a favor. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Also, feel free to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can grow the network and connect more fantastic folks just like you. You can either go to the website at manufacturers-network.com or share the podcast on your LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you and your industry friends hang out. The bigger and faster we grow this network, the stronger and deeper community we will have. I appreciate you. Thank you.